All right, thank you, Pastor Jack and the Mosaic team. Uh, today, it's an honor to stand before you and to be invited behind this sacred desk um, to be able to proclaim the word and the truth of God. Amen. So today, I'm going to be talking about the power that changes. And um, the Holy Spirit has been at work since the very, very beginning. He has been here since the foundation, since before anything was laid. Um, he hovered over the, the surface of the waters. Let's begin in prayer. Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the ability to come in and to be able to lift our hands and worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, we thank you for the ability to gather as believers united together to celebrate the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for the very breath that is given into our lungs, Father. We thank you for the ability just to be able to proclaim your truth, God, to the nations. Lord, I pray that every person in here today would hear your word, God, be inspired by it and be activated by it today. And we thank you and praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So power that changes. So I, 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 I'm a kind of person that likes change. I, I thrive with change. I love change. And I know to some people that's sick. You know, some people hate change. Some people like things to stay the same. But I like things to change. And so I, I love whenever we are able to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. He, he endues us with power and things begin to change. And so, as I was saying before, the Holy Spirit has been again, he has been here since the very beginning, since the before the foundations of the world, and he was hovering over the, over the surface of the waters, and, and the Spirit of God also came to Samson and provided strength, and he, just, he demonstrated miracles and, and was uh, by, by his strength and was able to even um, break his chains and, and tear down the the walls that the enemies had attached him to and, and just were able to destroy the wicked people there because of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God enabled Joseph to interpret puzzling dreams and to be able to withstand the hostility of his time and also the sensual temptations that were present in Egypt. The Holy Spirit provided him strength the prophet declared uh, the spirit as righteous and felt the spirit within them. The prophets declared the spirit as righteous and, and felt the spirit within them. The spirit enabled David to conquer one crisis after another crisis after another crisis. The spirit of God also devastated Saul of Tarsus and later cleansed and commissioned him to proclaim the gospel. He became uh, his, uh, he became God's servant because of the Holy Spirit's work. Sustained by the Holy Spirit in the wilderness, Jesus came to his hometown of Nazareth and standing up in the familiar synagogue declared, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach. Amen. The people... So here's what happened in the, in the book of Acts. The, the, Jesus had just uh, been crucified and raised and all that. And then what happens is, is the people were, were gathered together. They were waiting for the promise of the Holy Spirit, which was to come. So they were gathered together. The people were there together, united in unity. It didn't matter what their background was, who they were, what, what race they were, what culture they were from. It didn't matter. They came in unity. They came together to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lords. 
In Acts 2, when it says on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting in one place. We can come together in one place in unity and unite together in worship to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen? We enter into God's holy place, and this is where we get to lay everything down and lift him up. So... It also lets us, uh, let's let go of things uh, that do not matter. So sometimes, you know, we can have things like worship style preference or, or our favorite seat get in the way or somebody looked at us the wrong way and, and, and there's too much noise going on around us. Instead, let's come and, and let's let everything go and worship the Lord and come in unity. See, true Christian unity, it actually, it, it comes from God. It's based on Christ Jesus and results in glory to God. Unity results in glory to God. Are you united this morning? Are you united? Give God glory, amen? We are united as a church. We are united as a body. We come together as one body in fellowship. We come together and, and we pray and we worship and, 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 in, and also in service to the Lord. I, I've got to see many times coming here. You know, most times I'm up here and, and I lead worship whenever I'm asked to come by and, and um, be with you guys. And, and I love that. You know, I'm, I'm a worshiper. You know, uh, that's my, my spirit is, is loves worship. And I also love the word. And so I love every chance. But when I come here and, and like this morning, I saw the worship team practicing and instead of just focusing on what's right or wrong, and they do that too, but they, they're standing up here and they're singing. And they're worshiping as they serve. And they're, they're lifting up the name of Jesus. They're not just saying the words just because they're supposed to be practicing, but they're worshiping. And you see the people who are plugging in cords, and they're here early, and they're, they're lifting up the name of Jesus by plugging in cords. They're serving. They're, they're, they're united together. They're all working. The first time I came here, I saw everybody moving. I'm like... I'm sitting down and I'm like, what's going on? Like, everybody has a piece and no one's telling anybody what to do. Everything's already like, like I'm like, I need a team like this. You know, I need a team like this. Yeah, yeah, give them a hand. They're good. They're good. <laughs> Pastor Jack, I'm sure, you know, you've, you've done a good job, you know, building a great team, you know. You, you've done a great job. And, and you know what? The Spirit of God brings that unity together, you know. And, and the church is servant. Serve, is service, you know, we come together in prayer, worship, service to the Lord. So in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit showed up. Acts 2, 2 through 8. In Acts 2, uh, 4, it says, suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house they were sitting where they were sitting, and then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And every one present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance or the ability. See, what I like about this is, as I used to live in Missouri, and so when I lived in Missouri, there were these things, these windstorms called tornadoes. And so we'd experienced, um, we were up towards the, the, um, the tip near Iowa, and so we'd experienced quite a bit of tornadoes in that area. And so whenever a tornado would come, there was this distinct noise that would happen, right? 
you're like, I don't know, I'm in California, you tell me. And, and the thing is, they, they, there was this distinct noise and even this whistle sometimes. It was this, this, this thing. And, you know, me, I was, I was young, so I wanted to go out and look at it. So, you know, hold on to the post and whatever until you had to go into the basement. Or, uh, and so th- I, you, you want to rush to the sound. These people, they rushed to the sound. They wanted to see what was happening. They had excitement. And there was a visual thing that took place. You know, the, it was like tongues of fire that landed upon them. See, people, whenever there's a noise that begins to stir in the church, people begin to take notice. There, there was an intrigue. There was an excitement. People's expectations begin to rise. Whenever we come into church... We walk in with an expectation because God is ready to do something. Amen? Amen? We don't just come in every Sunday and just be like, well, I'm just at church again. You know, I'm here, you know, just to, you know, it's going to be some music and some work. No, I know the spirit of God is here. I know that he wants to touch me, root out things that are within me, and to be able to encourage me and build me up for what he has for me to do this week. Our expectations begin to rise just like theirs did. Acts 2, 5 through 8. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by believers. There were all kinds of people from every, every corner of the earth that were in Jerusalem at that time. And they begin to hear their own language speaking by people who shouldn't have been able to speak their language. And they were very confused, yet very intrigued. Like, what's going on? So they drew close. They wondered why. They wondered what they were hearing. And they wondered how and why they were hearing this group of people speak in their own native languages. Why was it that the people... Who, could spe- who couldn't speak their language were proclaiming the, the greatness, the goodness of God perfectly in their own dialects. Oh, well, the Holy Spirit, he gives abilities. And we find these, if you want to mark this or write this down, it's, it's 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 11. That I'm going to go over some of the, the parts, but I'm not going to read it. But look it up if you'd like, 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 11. The Holy Spirit gives abilities. Here are some of the abilities. Ability to give wise advice. Right? So be able to give wise advice. I love those people who can give wise advice. I lean on them so much. Wise advice is, I mean, that, that's worth a lot. But the Holy Spirit, he imparts that to us. It's not a, a common thing that just is just because we have a little bit of age. It's because the Holy Spirit gives us divine or wise, divine wise advice. Uh, he gives a message of special divine knowledge. Sometimes he, he speaks through us and, and, and he'll, he'll give a special message that, that we could not possibly know about. He, he'll give us some great faith as well. He'll give us faith beyond what is typical. He'll, he'll give us greater faith. He'll give us um, also the ability. He, he works within us and gives the gift of healing. We want to see healing. We want to see miracles, right? He also gives us a power to perform miracles, the ability to prophesy, the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or another. That one right there is very important because that one right there will help us to not be distracted whenever we 
you know, the enemy might be trying to say a little something and twist a little something up. The ability to discern whether the message is from the spirit of God or another spirit. And the ability to speak in unknown languages. The ability to interpret what is being revealed in an unknown language as well. The spirit also decides who will receive what gifts and and. Uh, each uh, should have them and distributes them. He, dis- he figures out and says, you know what, this one, this one, this one. Well, I want to tell you something. And the Holy Spirit gives abilities, and, and I thank God for that. And I want to stop for a second and tell you a little bit about my story because I've, I've come here. And you know a little bit maybe about me. You know I sing. You, you now know like I'm, I'm preaching up here. But you may not know a lot about me. And so I'm going to go into... A little place, my story. And so I was brought up in a pastor's home. My grandfather was a pastor as well. And so about the age of six, I watched a movie on a Sunday on my birthday at church. And so that movie scared me so much. Now, if I look back, it was kind of like a hokey movie, you know, it would, I would laugh at it today. But back then, it scared me about the return of Christ. And, and so I began to begin to um, realize that I really needed Christ. I did not want to miss what the Lord had for me. And so during my birthday party, the celebration after church, I, I snuck away and I, and I called up on some stairs and I said, Lord, come into my heart. Save me. And I just took that special moment and that's the moment my life changed forever. You know, and, and so some people say, well, you got saved early on. Yes, you missed a lot of things. But everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. And so there are difficulties that came along the way. When I was in uh, middle school, I told you I lived in Missouri for a little bit. When I lived in, oh, when I was in Missouri and I, and I went to middle school, here and, and through ninth grade, my, my um, school counselor, my principal, vice principal, my teachers, um, they got together with my parents and I was there. And they told my parents that I was mentally retarded, that I would never, ever graduate or be promoted from middle school. And then they told me I would never graduate high school. They told me I would never make it. I don't have the IQ. I can't do it. And I'm going to stay, you know, and just maintain. And you know what? The enemy will tell you stuff and try to knock you down. And I'll tell you what, I didn't mention earlier, and I don't often mention it. But, but you know what? I got a PhD behind my name now, you know? And that's not because... And that's not because... You know, I need some ego or whatever. It's because, you know, what I think was happening is I think the Lord said, keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm going to show people. And you know what? God does a wonderful work. But you know what? While I was there in that place, I was also beat daily almost, beat up. I was tormented, called names, you know, hit, bullied. But it got worse and worse and worse. And then what happened is one day I was in class and a few of the boys sitting behind me, one of them actually pretended to be my friend for a little bit. And he got out a ballpoint pen and the other boys kind of holding me and they, they started to carve within my back and deeper and deeper they went and blood began to, began to go. 
And they had car, and I called out for the for help from the teacher. We had a substitute teacher that day, and she said, "Shut up!" And she would not answer my cries for help. And they would do that for over 20 minutes. And so they began to carve swastikas into my back. And when I got home, my mom saw that, and I was trying not to show her. I was walking through the door, but I was crying. And my mother, she was like, "Ooh, boy!" She got angry. She went up to the school, and they said, "Boys will be boys." Mm-hmm. And so my story is what is where the devil had tried to stamp me out over and over and over. And for some of us, your story may not be identical, but you have a story where you have a journey where you have come from. And God is trying to tell us that he has something special for us. And I'll tell you, the story's not over there. I became suicidal. And, I, and, I, and then my parents, they, they were forced after that situation to say, I need to get him out of here. And so they, they went back to California. We were trying to live a different life because it was too expensive for us here. And so we moved back. They moved back because of the situation. And then what happened is I was suicidal and all this stuff. And... What happened is I went up to a church camp, and I still had my salvation, don't get me wrong, but I was discouraged, I was beat down, I was tore up. I was in shambles, I was in pieces. Have you ever been there? And at that church camp, I begin to sing, and I begin to worship in a service, and I begin to sing, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. And I begin to worship God, I begin to worship God and praise God, and I didn't let anything get me down. And so as the enemy, I usually don't cry when I preach, I'm sorry. But as I begin to worship, the, the Holy Spirit began to pour out upon me. And something began to break and something began to change. And in that moment, in that instant, everything began to fall off. Everything began to break. I was no longer suicidal. I was no longer bound by what people had done to me before. I was no longer bound by any of that because God, he wanted to strengthen me through the power of the Holy Spirit. You see what happens when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, the Holy Spirit changes your perceptions. The Holy Spirit changes your perception. The Holy Spirit begins to bring physical changes. You no longer want to do the same things. You no longer have the same habits. They begin to drop and to fall off. There's, there's mental changes that begin to happen. And you, 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 you no longer think the same way. You have a transformed mind. Your mind begins to shift and you see things in a different light. You see things in a different way. And then there's emotional changes. And you no longer struggle with what you once struggled with. You become so much stronger. Oh, you, you can overcome past hurts. You can have that emotional healing that you need. And the Holy Spirit, he does that for us. He is our comforter. He is our friend. He is our guide. He also uh, enables us to, to change, and we have financial changes. You no longer have different, you, you no longer, you will have financial, different financial desires. You will become a giver. You will begin to help other people. You will pay tithe. You will, you will begin to honor God in different ways with your money. There will also be social changes. You will no longer hold the same conversations that you had. You will no longer uh, hang out with some of the friends sometimes that you had. You know, 
You know what I'm talking about, right? You, you no longer will. And you will begin, instead of your friends influencing you, you will begin influencing your friends. You will begin to impact your friends. See, the Holy Spirit, to me, he's kind of like the extra punch. He's the extra support. He's the friend that will guide you and lead you along life's journey and give you that backup that you need. See, you, 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 uh, you also no longer will live for, simply for yourself. You will become a devoted follower. See, Acts 2.42 says this. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. That's like listening to your pastor. And to the fellowship, gathering together. And to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. So you'll become a devoted follower. You will become a witness. Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So today, I, I actually I was, uh, I wasn't late, but I was running a few minutes um, later than I normally would because I like to arrive early. And so I'm sick like that, you know. Uh, so, um, and so um, as I was uh, going, I, I was realizing I was a few minutes late. So instead of going through, I like to go through Starbucks on Sunday. And so instead of going through the drive, uh, drive through with all the cars, I, I uh, was like, well, I better get ahead of that. And so I was uh, on the app and ordering my stuff and then got my drink and got my sandwich. And I was ready to, ready to uh, go and pick it up. Well, it's just funny how God works because he, he, he just provides extra reminders sometimes. And so whenever I, I went inside to pick up, which I don't do on Sundays, it's just something I don't do, I, I was getting ready and I had to wait still a little bit. And there was a woman that came in and she says this, she says, uh, they go, hi, welcome to Starbucks, how you doing? And she's like, good, I'm getting ready for church, you know. And so um, they say, well, what, was I, what would you like to have? I'll have blah, 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 you know, this drink, that, you know. And then she's like, because I'm getting ready for church. And she's like, she keeps going, and she says, I'm getting ready for a church. I'm going to church like four or five times. And I'm like, oh, I'm like getting excited here in Starbucks because I'm hearing somebody talk about going to church, and you don't hear that too much anymore. And I was like, whoo, she's becoming a witness about going to church. And it got me excited to remind you. And to remind myself as well to continue with that excitement. I'm going to church. To tell people even I'm going to church. You know, sometimes it doesn't have to be a powerful thing like, like, like hey, you know, I've been transformed. In the, and God has taken me from this place to this place, from this level to that level. You know, sometimes he uses a simple thing such as I'm going to church. You know, but there will be other times when he's like, come here, somebody. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you become my witnesses. Yeah. So you become witnesses. You also become powerful. Acts 2.43, a deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. In church, the Holy Spirit, God, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still performs works. He still performs miracles. And he wants to use us to be involved in that process. Amen?
Amen. Oh, and church, get ready because you will become a giver. You will become a giver. Acts 2.44, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and their possessions and shared the money with those in need. People became givers. They, I mean, you know, we, we as churches, with believers, we, we are tithers, right? Oh, it got so quiet. We're tithers, right? We're givers. Because I'll tell you what, when the Lord gets a hold of you, you become a giver. I, I strive to live a life of giving. I strive to bless everybody I come in contact with. I strive to be that kind of person. Now, I'm not perfect, and I, I, I fail at times, but I strive. And I pray that the, God's people become givers and, and increase in their giving because you know what? God's message is the only thing that really matters. You know, sometimes we think our Starbucks matters, or we think, we think all these different, different things matter, but it's really, it's really God's things that matter. You know, we can give of our time, our talent, and our treasure. Become a giver. One thing I like about this church is that, is that you see people serving. You see people serving. You see people engaged. And you know people will. You know people are going to be a part whenever they have the Holy Spirit. They're going to become active in the ministries of the church when they have the Holy Spirit. When, whenever you're in tune with what God wants... You're going to be a part. Every hand is going to be working for the kingdom in some way. These people, they were, they were waiting. They were there waiting. And they, were, they, they, they begin to serve and to work. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. But they begin to serve and work. And so many people got saved. You will become a worshiper and a fellowshipper. I love worship. Don't you love it? Don't you love it? Lifting up your hands in church. Sing a little tune, right? Worshiping in prayer, worshiping and listening to the word and meditating on it, worshiping at home whenever you grab your scripture, your Bible, and you start meditating on it, thinking on it. God, what does this mean to me? God, what are you trying to root out? What are you trying to do? Whenever you begin to worship in your car with your eyes open, whenever you begin to worship in your car, you know, and it becomes your lifestyle, Acts 2.46 they worshiped together at the temple each day, met in the homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their, their meals and generosity all while praising God and enjoying the will, the goodwill of all people. You will be a part of others becoming saved. You will be a part of others becoming saved. Acts 2:27. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. People were saved because of the change within the people. Others noticed that God was doing something. Others noticed that God was doing something. You know, when the church becomes who they are supposed to be, people will notice. Just like the wind, just like the wind that was in, when the Holy Spirit came, there was a great wind. There was a great stirring. People ran toward it. They were excited. They were ready. They were ready, ready to see what happened. 
when a church becomes changed, when we become changed, people will notice. The Church of Christ was attitude daily because the people were full of the Spirit of God and they proclaimed God's truth. They were like at the Starbucks saying, I'm going to church. Jesus Christ has done this in me so I can share it. Remember, we all have a story. We all have something. And God wants to speak through us if we're only willing to be used. And like I said in the morning church, I, I think I have a little bit of childlike faith because I believe that God can use me to change the world. And I believe that God can use you to change the world. And I really believe it. I don't just say that. I believe that we can change the world. Whenever we allow the Holy Spirit to begin to work within us, and we allow him to root out those things that he wants to take out of us and to unwrap and to heal those things that are, that are broken and to, to let the chains fall off of maybe addiction and, and all those things and to not worry about life in the matter that sometimes we worry about it, but to put our trust in him because we know he is leading us and guiding us. The power of the Holy Spirit, he's our comforter, he's our friend, he's our peace. He is, oh, I just say he's my oomph. He's a dynamite that wants to shake the very foundation of our lives and of the world. If you will only let him shake the foundations of your heart right now and let him transform within it you, and create a change. And maybe you've experienced that change. And we daily want to live with the Holy Spirit with inside of us. The Holy Spirit will cause you to stand. The Holy Spirit will cause you to stand against sin and, and sinful desires. He will give you that strength. Maybe you're looking for that strength to be able to overcome things. The Holy Spirit will also give you the strength to stand for your family, for your friends, and even for your enemies. I tell you what, as I stand here today, as a pastor, as a Christian, as a believer, I have the strength of the Holy Spirit helping me today because for the past week and a half I've been facing something but you know he gives us the strength to fight through and even though this thing seems so insurmountable, so huge and it's out of my control it's in God's control and I can trust in him with a faith beyond faith knowing that God has my back that is what the Holy Spirit, he will do for you. He can give you the peace and the comfort and knowing. And you can stand and firmly and boldly declare the word of the Lord to everyone around you. And not lose faith and not lose hope. 
And even though you might think for a moment, God, where are you? You will go, huh, you're with me. You'll remember just a second later maybe, you're with me. Your power's with me. Your hope is with me. You are with me. You are my friend, my counselor, my peace. The body of Christ is purposed to work in unity. As we gather in fellowship and prayer, worship and in service, when we're able to accomplish this task, this, the, this, this Holy Spirit, he is able to work inside of the community of believers without restriction. He will show up. He will provide abilities to be used within the church, this church. In addition to these abilities in the body of Christ, the Holy Spirit will change our perceptions, enabling us to expand beyond our own limits. He will enable us to expand beyond our own limits. See, this morning I'm talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. 